On today's show, Isaac and I are getting into the Ben Simmons situation. Could the Mavericks? Could Bishop Sycamore trade for him? <laughs> we will also get into the coaching staff. The finalized Mavericks coaching staff was announced to talk about. There's one particular coach that I am very excited about. We'll get into that coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks podcast. So if I can gamble with you, take your money, you take my money, we laugh it off, we go drink some wine, go have a beer. Now, during the game, I could curse at you and you're not gonna get mad, you're not gonna be sensitive to it. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Ben Simmons boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The Ben Simmons conversation. The, the benefit of the Ben Simmons conversation is it, I think this will go on for so long again that it really will feel like we had no like downtime. Because <laughs> we're literally like, four, I mean, you're listening to this. Guys, you're listening to this on September 1st, which is wild that it's already September. 2022. Uh, 2020. Is it 2022? No, 2021. I was like, what? Where did my years go? Uh, but no, I, got this, mo- I got most of you. <laughs> uh, this Ben Simmons story, it seems like it's not going away. I think it'll have ripple effects on both conferences, potentially. But the Mavericks were made a, a coaching hire. And I guess, what was it? A couple weeks ago, last week, the name came out. And... If you've been listening to this podcast for <laughs> so long, you know Nick loves Jared Dudley. And I'm not going to lie, Nick was on vacation. It came across my phone and I just started shaking my head like, there's no freaking way. <laughs> and I just, and I literally texted Nick in all caps, ha 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 ha, no way. That's all I said. And I didn't see it because I was on vacation. I immediately thought it was the Dragic thing or some other trade happened for the Mavericks. I went and checked and saw Jared Dudley's name and just it just brought some warm feelings to my heart. And so we'll talk about that and why I'm so excited about him. Uh, but before we do, make sure you check out Lockdown NBA. It's small market meets big market on Wednesdays. Lockdown NBA. Join Jake Madison for the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. It'll be interesting to get an update from him uh, from the hurricane and everything like that. Jake Madison with John Corrales of Lockdown Celtics for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow on Lockdown NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right. Let's get into some, uh, we'll talk about Ben Simmons, we'll get into it, could the Mavericks get into it, we don't think they're going to trade for him, but could they be a third team, could something happen, and then we'll talk about the Ben Simmons situation in, you know, holistically, we'll talk about where we think he's going to go, where he fits best with, which teams we think could come out of the the woodwork and uh, and trade for him. What is a woodwork? Hmm. Uh, Keith Pompey uh, from Lockdown Sixers. Uh, broke the story and so we'll break that all down and talk about that uh the big story by the way is you know he told he told the Sixers brass he no longer wants to be a Sixer and does not intend to report to training camp so he's taken we've mm-hmm. heard about Ben Simmons rumblings and all that the Sixers want to trade him Ben Simmons wants to be traded but now it's taken a step further so we'll break all that down a little bit but we want to talk about the Mavericks coaching staff because it was officially announced uh Jason Kidd announces and finalizes his coaching staff we had been hearing names and we've been hearing names all over the place but this is the official list and I know for a lot of people we heard a lot of names and so it said man how many coaches are these guys hiring but 
Igor Kokoshkov seems to be the number one assistant, seems to be the number one guy. And uh, somebody made a, made a case, I think maybe it was Kevin or something, that, uh, man, Igor is, is next in line if something happens with Jason Kidd, it seems like, right? If something, something happens with him, it seems like Igor is right there ready to take the head coaching spot. But he is ready and able for sure. Sean Sweeney, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, if you want an interesting clip, go look at uh, Sean Sweeney and Giannis. Go, go just you know YouTube that clip and it's some interesting stuff. Jared Dudley, the makes his you know transition from player to coach. He will be one of the uh, the actual assistant coaches on the first row of the bench. We'll talk about why that matters in a minute. Greg St. Jean, who coached the summer league team, and Christy Tolliver, who we had talked about at length a couple of weeks ago, uh, who is still playing for the the uh, you know the Mystics and Sparks and still in the WNBA. So uh, that is those are the five coaching the five assistant coaches plus Daryl Armstrong, God Shamgon, and Peter Patton are all coming back and returning. Those are the only three returning coaches for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, so you look at who left the bench, you know, from last year. You're looking at, you know, Jamal Mosley, looking at Mike Shedd, who's on the pod last week. Go listen to that if you haven't listened to that. It's a good one. You know, Jenny's gone. You know, uh, Mike Weiner is gone. Both Jenny and Mike, you know, went with Rick Carlisle to Indiana. And Zach Guthrie is gone. I think Zach Guthrie landed somewhere uh, somewhere in the league, too. I could, could be wrong on that, but I think he is somewhere else in the league. And obviously, Mosley is in Orlando. So they replaced him with five new people. And, you know, I think a lot of us, we've just been trying, we've been adding up, you know, it's like, all right, well, we know Sweeney and St. Jean, we, Nick and I both uh, talked about both of those uh, guys, you know, at the introductory press conference when uh, Nick and myself, we, we both met uh, Sean and, and Greg and Guthrie went to the wizards, by the way, just, oh, there you go. So yeah, they're still in the league uh, with the exception of Mike shed as he's looking for uh, what's next for him. But um, but yeah, uh, you know, we got the chance to, you know, talk to Sean and, uh, and Greg and both those guys seem like really cool to <laughs> really cool guys, nice guys, uh, excited to see them on the bench. And I mean, I, neither one of us know Igor. So I'm the, so I was talking to somebody today, a mutual friend of ours in the media world. And we were talking about who's going to be the person to get through to Luca, like Luca, as far as like Luca needs somebody to challenge him. And for people out there, it's like, oh, you know, they want to walk on eggshells with Luca. You don't want to challenge Luca. No, Luca can take being challenged. Like, yeah, that's Luka, not what Mosley did. Yeah, Luca can be coached. Like, that's the. And so I want to see, like, who is that guy? Is it, you know, is it Kid? Do do we know if Kid's going to do that with Luca? Is it Igor? Is that the reason they brought Igor on? Because they're like, hey, Igor has coached him before. Igor can get in his face. Igor can challenge him. Is that Igor's role? Is that going to be a guy like Sean Sweeney? Is it going to be a, a Jared Dudley type? It's like, hey, man, like I, I can I can talk to you, you know, straight too. So I'm really curious to see outside the. I mean, we all want to see the kid dynamic as far as coaching, head coach, relationship with players, especially after his previous stops the assistant relationships too, that we have talked about so much who works out who before the games, what who's developing that chemistry, like Mosley and, and Luca did and talking, you know, shed and talking to Melvin hunt over the years and how they're assigned these players each season that, that they work out before the games and they get to know. So I, I'm curious to see how that works out. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And kind of one of the only interesting things about, about assistant coaches that we can really know. It's hard to know behind the scenes who's in charge of what. We had somebody tweet us today, who's the defensive coordinator? Well, they don't always say that. They don't always just come out and say, this is a guy that does this. It's not this Dudley. Is, 
No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but to your point, who's going to challenge Luca? Because that's what really matters with this coaching staff. Is I think from different angles, they can all they all can. Uh, Igor obviously has coached him before. The only one that has coached him before. I think that matters. I think that relationship matters. Jason Kidd, we've talked about all summer how he can you know coach Luca and how he can challenge Luca. He was he's been there. He's been a superstar in that position. Uh, but we, Jer- we don't know we don't know how Luca feels about Kidd though. Like no. that's that's the. I don't, it's not the elephant in the room, but that's like the question that you just wonder in the back of your head. Like he stepped into Rick Carlisle knowing Rick's been here for 12 seasons, you know, or 11, however long when he was a rookie, he's won a title here. He's been here, you know, for so long. Like we, you know, Rick Carlisle, he knows Igor. How does he feel about kid? Is it just, oh, cool. Jason Kidd, he's a you know Hall of Famer, one of the best point guards. I respect him. I, I'm really curious deep down, truth serum, if you gave it to Luca, like how he feels about Jason Kidd, or even if he has a, you know, a, a thought about Kidd right now, I think if we're gonna assume that he respected Carlisle because of those things, I think we can assume that he would respect Jason Kidd because of his playing career and all that, right? Like I, I think we can assume. I that. guess playing career. I, I think there is a difference between having a great playing career and a, a coaching resume of going to the playoffs and wins as much as Rick has, you know, a title and all of that. Yeah, so and, and back to back to my point, I think all of them can challenge him in a different way. Igor because he knows him before Jason Kidd because of his playing career. Jared Dudley, I think, is gonna challenge him in more of a uh, I've been a veteran a long time in the league. He may not coach him really hard, but he's gonna be the one that steps in when Luca needs some help in a in a spot in in the NBA season or something like that. Sean Sweeney, we've seen him with Giannis. Now, we didn't see him with Giannis at the peak of Giannis's powers, but he's gone at players before, and he'll challenge people. And so I think that that's a, a guy that can uh, help challenge Luca on the coaching side, too. And Christy Tolliver, she's played. She's been around. She's been yeah. an all-star. Like, she's won titles. She knows how to, you know, how to get to the mountaintop. And so I think she'll be able to, to challenge him as well. She's not going to take anything from anybody. So I think all of them in their different ways, I think, can challenge Luca, and I think that's great. Yeah, and you know, I joke about the Jared Dudley thing, but I love the hire. Like as soon as it happened, and even now, I love that they hired Dudley to be an assistant because everything that we talked about with JJ Barea, you know, even going back last year to where yep. oh, if he's retiring and he, it, let's just say he becomes a coach, like having that the bridge the gap type of person. Even though Kid has been a player and all of that stuff, having a guy that was literally just a player and thought he was going to keep on playing and to have those relationships with the players and everything you possibly hear about Jared Dudley from Kuzma to LeBron to anybody that's ever played with him, (laughs) they all love him. So I think players are going to be able to connect with him. And if there's ever, you know, any of these issues that happens, there's a disconnect between coaches and players. Dudley's going to be the guy that like bridges that gap that, Hey, this, you know, the guys are talking about this right now, talking to Jason, talking to Igor, like, this is how they're feeling. This is, a, and so I, I think that's what Dudley brings that nobody else can bring. Oh, for sure. It'll be interesting to see him. You know, we've talked about the reason why that they should have brought back JJ Barea as a player instead of just moved him to a coaching role right away is there's a difference, you know, when you're a player than if you're a coach, right? It's like almost having the teacher in, in the room with you. You're not going to say the same thing. So it'll be interesting to see him make this transition. But Jason Kidd made the transition straight from player to head coach. So at least yeah. he has somebody there to kind of show him the ropes. Uh, and the reason why I'm excited about Jared Dudley is because for the longest time, and I still Hope to one day host Jared Dudley's podcast. That's a dream of mine. That's something I think he's going to be incredible at at some point. Maybe now, maybe if uh, someone higher up in the Dallas Mavericks is listening to this, possibly they can make that happen. Uh, so we I would uh, that, just 
See you guys. <laughs> so nice I think Jared Dudley is going to be awesome on a podcast, and I am willing to ex- like uh, give my talents to, to host Jared <laughs> Dudley's podcast for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were about to have a, a new uh, fire festival meme there. <laughs> <laughs> Third co-host for Locked On Maps, Jared Dudley. No. All right, coming up, let's dive into the Ben Simmons stuff. There's a lot of stuff to get into. Can the Mavericks get in as a third team, possibly, in some of these scenarios? And where will Ben Simmons end up? What's the best situation for him? What's the best situation for the Sixers? What are they looking for? We'll dive into all that coming up. But before we do, I got to tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is doctor-recommended, doctor-created. Isaac, have you used your Sweatblock yet? Um, Every day. You're not supposed to use it every day, son. <laughs> sweat block you only have to use it one time you put it under your armpits you just take the wipes and you wipe them underneath i used them on my vacation and i didn't have pit stains the entire time i didn't have to deal with uh with you know sweat on the the like the my back because i was sitting in this a is a fact he long. told me this at the presser on friday well, i really did i actually I was did. like how's vacation great did you know how you sweat block <laughs> <laughs> That's the second thing I told him. <laughs> dry shirt guaranteed. And I had a dry shirt guaranteed because of Sweatblock. Go get it. It is Nick Angstead recommended. Go check it out. They also used it on firefighters that went into burning buildings and they didn't sweat because of it. So wow. check that out. 20% off at sweatblock.com if you use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Again, 20% off at sweatblock.com. Also, want to tell you about Direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and then you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff, right? You got all this stuff going all around. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get that all entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. We got we too much stuff going all over the place and we just need to streamline it. And that's what DirecTV Stream does. It brings your live TV on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So today, go get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Go check out those packages and get yourself DirecTV Stream at directtv.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this Ben Simmons situation. Again, from Keith Pompey, the big thing today is that Ben Simmons no longer wants to be part of the Sixers. He no longer wants to be a Sixer and does not intend to report to training camp, according to multiple sources via Keith Pompey, the Philly Inquirer, Keith Pompey, the host of Locked On Sixers. This is another step. He's taken another step in this whole thing. We've seen superstars take almost every single year. It seems like somebody wants out in some way. Somebody wants to take the next step and be like, all right, I'm done with this situation. I want out. I want to trade. And they always take this step. I'm not going to report. I'm not going to show up. And Ben Simmons, he wasn't returning Joel Embiid's calls at first. And now he just doesn't want to be part of it in general. Uh, Where's he going? Great question. I mean, just it feels like. You know, both camps went into the offseason. It was the worst kept secret that, you know, probably both camps wanted a, a new start. <laughs> you know, Ben Simmons and the Sixers. But Maury's sitting back saying, well, you know, this is our chance. Like, if we're going to trade him, we have to get somebody really good back to go with Embiid. And every, all the reports, we're re- reading the same reports that, you know, all the listeners are reading that Maury's asking for this, you know, astronomical package back. And so, it feels like, you know, Ben Simmons' camp has been setting back saying, all right, like, we want out. Here we go. Like, we're only going to wait so long. And he hasn't been dealt yet, so now they're playing their card. It's like, hey, they 
It's our time. We don't we don't want to go into camp. We don't want to do this. So now this is their card. They're going to play. Now there's some shadier stuff that we don't know if it's like full, you know, floating around the the tw- the Twitter sphere of, you know, Tyrese Maxey and, you know, some community things and all this stuff like how deep some of this goes with, you know, the agency and stuff, but I don't know how real that is. I mean, this is just the next example of the young star that's won a, a new home, a fresh start. I think it's the best for everyone. And now we just see what happens because his value, I mean, took another big hit today. It's so weird how this happens. It, they, like, it seems like the players almost do this on purpose so their value tanks. So that when they go to the new team, they didn't get rid of too much, right? It's like the anti-Carmelo Anthony almost. That- but they waited to do that, though. Like, that's the only thing. Like, I'm all here for, like, criticizing – you know, trying to what the decision making between agencies and players. And sometimes it just comes across a weird, you know, weird way, but like they waited, like they could have done this the week after the season started and said, we want out. We're not coming back. Yeah. And it feels like they gave Philly time and it feels like Philly's had time to get offers in from teams, but they're just like holding out for the you know craziest package. And we heard all the reports about Daryl Morey asking for ridiculous things and just going off, you know, off the rails and asking for the highest thing, which is almost, you don't fault him because you're like, yeah, of course you're going to want the biggest, you know, the biggest package. You're going to want all these picks and all that kind of stuff. Of course, you're going to want to ask for the moon and hope that you get something close, like something close to it. But it's wasted time doing that now, it seems, because now Ben Simmons is out. He's not going to report to camp. So what's the value of a player that's just not going to report to camp? You're just going to let him go? I mean, this is Joel Embiid's prime right now. Joel Embiid doesn't have – he's not going to have a ton of years, right? He's not going to be a guy like Dirk that plays forever, I don't think, just because of the injury history and the way he plays and all that kind of stuff. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think he has 15 years left ahead of him uh, to play in this league. And so – now they have to make a move. So where does he go? I mean, this, the Blazers have been mentioned. I think even Keith Pompey mentioned the Blazers and CJ McCollum as a, as a potential, you know, landing spot for for Ben Simmons and a swap like that. What would you think about a swap Simmons even for, for CJ McCollum? And would they even have to throw in anything else? It's hard to know. But CJ yeah. McCollum's stock is not that high right now either. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Pompey talked about you know Portland. He also set, had that one liner in there saying the three you know three California teams, which. Sorry, Sacramento. You're probably not a part of those. That Are they, they're like the only one that has stuff that they can give them. You're probably the fourth team looking at Sacramento in that. Uh, but, you know, I think you start with the three L.A. teams. You know, there's there's no way for him to go to the Lakers. Right. At this point, there's just no. They just don't have any. They don't have like any contracts at all. So, yeah. So can't go to the Lakers. Clippers, it gets weird. I mean, you without, you know, sending the top two guys, you're looking at, you know, Marcus Morris, some of those. But once again, if you're Philly, I don't think his value is that low to where you're just getting Marcus Morris and, you know, some you know, Luke Kennard and picks back. So I think you can cross the Clippers off. Golden State's the logical one because then you're looking at, hey, you know, the, the package everyone's talking about, the Wiggins, you know, you Wiseman. can do a Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson from the Clippers. But Reggie Jackson just signed. Yeah, they would have to wait on it, but. Yeah, so I just don't think this is even getting close to training camp. They're not going to deal with this crap. So I, I think both the LA teams are out. Golden State's super intriguing, you know, with the Wiggins, Wiseman, the, you know, they have first, they have yeah, young okay. guys thing, throwing it, throw in there. If they really want to get spicy and entertain Draymond stuff and try to reroute Draymond to a third team, <laughs> if the Draymond KD argument <laughs> really uh, pissed them off, you know, not argument conversation. Yeah. Really made them mad. Uh, what was on? I guess it was on Kate, you know, KD. What was that chat on? It was, on, it was on boardroom. 
So that's like a... It's almost... Boardroom is an idea. I don't know if it's on a platform anymore. Is it ESPN Plus still? Is it just a YouTube channel? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but... (laughs) Nick DiPaolo's on it. (laughs) All I know, friend of the pod, Nick DiPaolo, all I know is... (laughs) If they entertain the Draymond Green route, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I would love for <laughs> Dallas to hop in as a third, this, yeah. third well, team well. and saying, uh, hey, well, Terry Rozier is off the market, so I got to go back you to somebody. You got to get somebody. Old faithful here and try to get Draymond Green in this. I just don't it, – it'd be super hard for him to, to No, get they're there. not going to do that. So I think, I think that crosses off, you know, the three – I mean, unless they do the Wiggins, Wiseman, something like that, but – I still don't know if that's enough for Philly. So well, then you why go would back. Philly want Wiseman anyway, right? Like, yeah, I know. Well, it'd be like it'd probably be Wiggins and like Kaminga and yeah, you know, whatever it is. But or Moody, I, yeah, and Moody. Um, but then you just go back to the Portland thing, and I feel like everyone's just going to be stuck on the CJ McCollum thing. And I mean, I guess it. I mean, I think McCollum would be great in Philly. I just, I don't know. I think people love the Ben Simmons fit in Portland more than I do. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense because you do add you do add that defensive presence they've needed for a long time. You do add that playmaking presence that they really haven't had. Like Dame Lillard is a, is a decent playmaker. CJ McCollum a less decent but still decent playmaker. They're neither of them are like Luca, LeBron, Harden. Like they're not like they're not those kind of guys. They're just not that type of guard. Ben Simmons can be a type of you know playmaking guard. Uh, but then you just take so much shooting away from that team who yeah. relies on those two guards to shoot. They just added Larry Nance, who's kind of, who's decent shooter. Covington, decent shooter. Nurkic is a is an okay shooter. And so then all of a sudden you just add that kind of a almost a black hole of a shooter with, with Ben Simmons. It just throws off the offense and in favor of defense. Is that is that enough for this team to get over the hump? Or are you just getting rid of some strengths and adding, you know, getting, getting some strengths, fixing some weaknesses, but is that enough to bring them over the the hump? And I don't know if it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think if I'm Portland, I think I would do it just if you know, if you think in the back of your mind that Lillard's going to be traded at some point, True. yeah, right. Then you do the CJ for Ben thing and then say, all right, well, whatever we get back for starting over. Yeah. For Dame, then we're starting over around, you know, Ben Simmons and stuff, but like Ben Simmons with Nurkic, I mean, that just sounds such a weird fit. And is there a Lillard Simmons possibility where Philly adds more stuff? I mean, Tyrese Maxey and picks. I just, I don't know. Tybal. I mean, it just seems like Dame's staying put at this point, right? I mean, I, don't, unless something I mean it new seems comes like out. it always seems like that. It's like the dark right before the dawn, right? Where all of a sudden, just like, boom, something happens. I mean, that's what Maury's been waiting on this whole time, it feels like, is, is Damian Lillard. So, I mean,. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, unless he's waiting on Dallas. They, they got their picks, right? They could throw some picks in there, some future Simmons, couple future picks, throw in Tyrese Maxey. It's not a bad package. Like it's not like you're laughing at it. I think it's I think it's a perfectly fine pa- I mean, yeah. Drummond. <laughs> if you compare Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid together in the Eastern Conference, you do that all day every day. That's not too bad right there. No, that's good. Also, don't want to start another thought because I feel like we had another ad break. I was trying to look to see if they had all their own picks. They got they have 2022, 2023, 2024, but then they owe 2025. So I think they could only trade one first round pick. Coming up next in the third segment, we're going to tell you how Dallas could hop in and beat off Bishop Sycamore for the rights to Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Isaac. Let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar's protein bar tastes like a candy bar. 
They're absolutely delicious. You can. <laughs> They're absolutely delicious, and they brought back the puffs. I love the puffs bars. They're great. I ordered a box right away because you know these are going coconut marshmallow. Right away, if you love Built Bar and you've been like, man, I want something a little different, Puffs add a little bit of marshmallow inside of that bar. So go check it out. The Coconut Marshmallow, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. They also have new, speaking of the beet, <laughs> protein balls. <laughs> Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, they added to Built Bar. There's a lot of stuff you can check out. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. Also, I want to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. If you want to beat everybody to the punch with the over-unders, they got all kinds of over-unders for the NBA. Of course, you see all kinds of stuff. If you want to beat the odds against the uh, you know the spread every single I, week in the NFL, all kinds of stuff you. you can get into there. Check out betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Against the spread. Should we just sit here for a second after I did those ad reads so professionally? <laughs> all right, can the Mavericks get Ben Simmons? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Should should they should they try for Ben Simmons? If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, that was that was a segment you definitely want to watch on YouTube. Go and God, go and subscribe. YouTube locked on locked on Mavericks on YouTube. The first one's gonna be me time stamping that section so people can fast forward to it. If you clip this, I'm done. <laughs> I don't um, think I'm gonna have to. I think someone else will do it for me. All right, so. <laughs> For Dallas. All right, who's going to beat off all the other suitors for Ben Simmons? <laughs> I hate you. So got a, got a DM today of saying, how much should Dallas go all in for Ben Simmons from a listener? So shout out to the listener who DM me that. I don't think there's any any world that Dallas goes all can go all in for Ben Simmons outside of Porzingis. And, and, and Porzingis doesn't make sense. And Porzingis doesn't really make sense for Philly. So then you're trying to lump in a third team to say, okay, we'll we'll send Porzingis to this other team, take on Ben Simmons. And my whole thing is, if you're another team out there and you're going to give up something for KP, why would you just not give that up for Ben Simmons? And that's what I... So I just don't want... I, I don't want some Mass fans to be like, oh, we'll just ship KP off for another team. What we get back for KP, that would go to Philly. And it's like, well, 90% of those teams giving that up to go to Philly would probably take a Ben, a 25 year old Ben Simmons, three time all-star who is under contract for four more years would probably take who doesn't have a, you know, the same amount of injury history. Who's also an all defensive team. Like he has a yeah. definite defined skill plus the passing as well. Right. This is different than a Porzingis thing. Right. And so yeah. they are, they are similar in the sense that they're maligned because of their play in the playoffs and probably too much. So to where people are saying they're trash and they're just not good players, which is not the case anymore. It's just not the case for either player, but Simmons on a different level than, than Chris Ops Porzingis. And so, Unless they're shipping off Porzingis to, to Cleveland, and Cleveland doesn't seem like they can get enough bigs that can kind of you know they can kind of shoot right. Like unless they're shipping them off to there, it's it was hard for us to go around and try and find a team that could be a third team to get Porzingis, so then the Mavs can then get Ben Simmons, and then you're thinking, okay, well then that other team has to send off good players to the Sixers. It just there, there's not a way it doesn't seem like. Yeah, I just want to say this really quick. As far as Ben Simmons fit in Dallas, if Dallas could find a way to get Ben Simmons, what would slash should Dallas try to do that? And would he fit with Luca? And here's my thing. And this is a question. I honestly have a question for you. 
take any name out of it, and you and if I just told you there is a 25 year old, three time All Star under contract for four more seasons in the NBA, would you would you not want them on the team with Luca? Would I not want them? No, I would. I I would want them. I know that's the thing. Like I don't I don't know. Is there a, a player out there with with that you know pedigree with that? To, yeah. You know, take his name, take the shooting out of it. It's like, no, I would take that player to pair with Luka Doncic. And so that's the, I, I think Ben would fit great with Luka. I think you'd have to, you'd look at some lineups. I would love to see, like, could you imagine Luka, Ben, and three shooters at that point and like fast I mean, and. Honestly, we mentioned some scenarios before uh, uh, the way the Mavericks could could get in on this without, uh, without Porzingis maybe. And if they could do that, if they could find a way somehow to, to ship enough, I don't know if they even have enough contracts to do it yeah. without Porzingis. But a Luca Simmons Porzingis trio that works because all of a sudden you have Porzingis still spacing out. You have yeah. you have Simmons defending a whole bunch of different positions. Like, yeah, Simmons it works. I mean, we're talking about guy. a we're talking about a pipe dream, and of course we are like it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But let's just we're just having fun with it. Yeah, having fun with it, and so then it's like okay. Well, I think the more likely scenario, if Dallas is involved with Ben Simmons stuff, is could they be the third team? Wherever Ben goes, could they be the third team that hops in and says, hey, we'll take X player into our TPE? Or we could... So Toronto has been linked to to Ben Simmons a little bit. Could that be a bigger trade lumped into where this is, you know, Dragic comes to Dallas, you know, Ben goes to Toronto, Van Vliet and, you know... Brunson or Van Van Vliet and you know a thing from you know Dallas whatever so then it's a three-teamer at that point Drog is just coming to Dallas maybe with another piece and it's it becomes a bigger trade at that point I could see and something like, like and, that happen and like Tyrese Maxey comes to the Mavericks too right because there's been reports out there not sure how reputable they are but but reports that Rich Paul also wants Tyrese Maxey out of Philadelphia too <laughs> along with Ben Simmons you know his clutch agent so uh maybe that happens because all of a sudden, now they want him out, too. If you're Dallas, would you trade Dwight Powell, Moses Brown, Maxi Kleba, Brunson in a first for Dragic and Maxi? And Tyrese Maxi? Tyrese Maxi. Could we do it without the first? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's what gets it. Yeah. Toronto gets Ben. Philly gets, like, Van Vliet. Kleba, Brunson, two first, one from Toronto, one from Dallas. See, I don't think they need the first in that. I think we've talked about how how far down Simmons's, you know, value is right now. It is, yeah, and that's what it's like. How how far will the value go down? I, I think a sleeper team in this is Indiana. I, I think if I'm Indiana, you know, especially with Carlisle and stuff, like man, would a Brogdon, T.J. Warren, you know, a you know first for Ben Simmons, then you have. Ben and you know Sabonis and you know Miles Turner and their team is all six nine. Yeah, and then you know could I would love if T.J. Warren could be rerouted to Dallas somehow in that scenario, but he would also fit great in Philly too. Yeah, there you go. There's a bunch of stuff about Ben Simmons, about the Mavericks getting in there. Let us know in the comments what you think. If you think that the Mavericks could get in, let us know if you have a trade idea. We will be back tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace Oh. Coming up next on, in the third guys. segment, we're, we're going to tell you how Dallas could hop in and beat off. Everybody loves chakras, 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 everything is good. Yum.
Thank you, Pastor Isaac. Let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar's Woo! protein bar tastes like a candy bar. <laughs> They're absolutely delicious. You can 